Welcome back to the podcast. So, I think this is a topic I said I would try to circle back to. So, since I've been talking about censorship in some places, um, we're kind of circled back to this um, topic of censorship that is more specifically censorship um, that seems like it's discriminatory against LGBT people uh, who are content creators. So I'm going to break this down based on a YouTube video that was recently posted. Um, The name of the YouTube channel is called We're Having Gay Sex. So already, we already know what's what it's about. So to describe that podcast a bit for people who might not be too familiar, Ashley Gavin is a lesbian comedian who, um, during the Rona, started a podcast. So it's kind of like a comedic, a comedic, uh, ver- of comedic kind of interview um usually of of queer other queer content creators that have some form of humor to them um or um just people who are comedians in general or people who are just content creators that might not even be queer people um she tends to have a a lot a wide range of people um on there from races gender identities um different ethnicities, different places. Um, Some of it, it is in person. Uh, She's based in New York. Some of it is at different hotels when she travels around or at other places. And some of it is remote uh, video chats um, being recorded that way. And pretty much it provides a form of sex positive content where you know it's not really for a crowd that's under 18 but um it's definitely you know content where you know if people want to listen to people talk about stories about their sexuality um the main i guess premise of this whole of that whole podcast is you know the concept we're having gay sex and so she kind of makes that the topic and everyone has an opportunity to go around and either talk about a recent experience or um past experience or just any topic that they want to talk about they don't have to talk about their sex lives or whatever i mean some people talk about clothing styles or what it's like to do their job or like um different types of weird situations that come up the majority of it it's is sexual content um as far as like the story shared but then there's also a lot of banter and comedy and plays on words and 
Um, <clears throat> so Brianne Williamson at this time, I mean in, in this specific episode, was the co-host. Now, um, Ashley Gavin's podcast uh, tends to kind of rotate out different co-hosts. And I think on her Patreon, the other co-host is there a lot too. Um, and so in this specific episode, she interviewed, so her and Brienne Williamson, Brienne Williamson is another lesbian content creator. Um, she's based in Canada and she knows a lot of other famous YouTubers. She's one of the millennial generation, um, millennial generation, uh, Caucasian, um, lesbian creators, um, so she's been around for a while, um, online, and she has her own podcast and everything too, and a bunch of other stuff that she does, uh, creatively, I don't know what's going on. It's like somebody upstairs that sounds like they're... I don't know what that noise is. Hmm. <clears throat> it was happening earlier and I thought somebody was... sweeping. <laughs> Anyways, um... So... Basically, um, the people being interviewed, the guests in the episode were, their names are, well, let me see, the podcast title, or their YouTube channel, is called What's the Safe Word? What's, like, W-A-T-T-S. Um, I've talked about all these people before. Um, so the cast of that YouTube channel, um, they're these kinkster guys, um, they've got some kind of a relationship dynamic, there's Amp, and there's Christopher, but Amp is considered a pup, and Christopher is his, uh, well, he's Mr. Christopher, basically, uh, kind of like an old guard, uh, dom type, Um, and so basically I'm linking that to the, to the notes. Um, I'm linking this episode of Ashley Gavin's to the notes and putting the link and at the timestamp of approximately 26 minutes, 52 seconds until about the 33 minute mark. That's the length of the conversation that has to do with some type of censorship uh, discrimination, suppression, whatever you want to call it. So, jumping on into this. Um, when it comes to censorship, um, <clears throat> a lot of us know that we're protected. Uh, we're protected against, um, you know, inequality, basically. Um, everyone has the right to say pretty much what they want to say. 
you can't slander people or defame characters and there you know there's some legality to things but overall we have freedom of speech now um that usually expands into the social media content world where you can post whatever it is that you want to post <coughs> excuse me <coughs> i've been coughing a lot in the last like hour or so got some water so yeah there's this um uh you know right that we have to have freedom of speech but when it comes to social media it's not uncommon that certain things are not allowed. Certain platforms don't allow certain things. And that's all good and well if they want to say, okay, this is banned. But when it starts being more commonly banned from one group compared to another group, I mean, you see this racially as well. Um, black count content creators don't get the same uh, algorithm push, publicity, um, you know, exposure as white content creators. That's that's very true. And even me saying something like that it can potentially get an episode like this banned. Now, this episode that I'm posting is likely already going to get demonetized just because of the links that I'm leaving in the description. Um, because it has words like gay and queer and LGBTQ plus and kinkster and, um, links to podcasts and titles of, you know, YouTube channels that are, and YouTube content creators that are queer creators. Um, likely it's not gonna go very far. I already know that. So at this point, it's like, Sometimes you got to take advantage of the fact that you're already going to get banned and just say what you got to say. So Ashley Gavin makes a point that a lot of LGBT creators tend to use other things um, like Patreon or other platforms where they have more freedom and they can monetize directly and not get their monetization and ads and things banned or censored um i mean it's one thing for your content to be cut down it's another thing you know there's issues with um hashtags um so i'm gonna go into some specific examples that they mention and you can tell me if you think this is discrimination because censorship is one thing but it's different when one group is censored more than the other so think about it right if if I'm a black person and I'm advertising a pair of sneakers, right, compared to a white content creator who's advertising in English in the same area, uploading the same time, the same pair of sneakers, 
Um, now, definitely the algorithms consider a lot of things like subscriptions and comments and likes and all these types of things. But all those things aside, let's say that it was the same amount of subscribers, the same amount of time being monetized, being able to monetize, the same amount of all the other things. Um, it's very likely that the white YouTubers' content will blow up faster than the black YouTubers' content, especially if the black YouTuber has previous content where you can see that they're a black person. Now, the reason why I mentioned sneakers is because if someone's showing sneakers, you don't have to really show your face, you don't really have to show your hands, you don't really have to show any part of your body that would be skin exposed, so nobody would really fully know what your race is. Um, they can maybe tell by your like the vocal quality of your voice, or if you have an accent of some kind, um, or just like terminology used. People can make assumptions about race that way. People can also make uh, assumptions about um, about race based on all kinds of things, right? But you know. If I had, like, a series of past YouTube history videos that I've already put out, people could recognize my voice and notice that, you know, oh, even if you're not shown in this video, it's likely you, you know. Um, I'd still be identifiable as myself because I sound like myself, so it would be obvious that it would be me wearing the sneakers even if there was no skin tone being shown. And you know, that's something as a black content creator that you worry about because you're like, well, if I don't say anything and if I'm not visibly seen, nobody's going to really fully know. But, you know, I say my race pretty often and I, um, you know, I do have a bit of a presence online. And so it's, you know, I'm not trying to like deceive people or lie, but it definitely is a detriment to your brand to be a black person, an openly out black person on the internet. Um, your content is not um, treated the same. It's not treated the same on Instagram. It's not treated the same on YouTube. Um, multiple people have spoken to this, um, and it doesn't even have anything to do with like gender, sexuality, or any of those types of things. Um, so fast forward, we would say that's not equality, right? That's not equal. If I could advertise the same things as another race of person and not get as much publicity just solely because the race is different, that's not okay, right? I think we can all agree with that. Now, if we fast forward to this topic, talking about censorship with LGBTQ plus populations of people, the queer population has the same issue, you know, queer people compared to non-queer people. Now, this is gender queer, sexuality queer, LGBT. A lot of times I say queer just to refer to everybody because... You know, I mean, I can go down the whole, like, gay alphabet of all the LGBTQIA everything, you know, like, I'm not going to say that the whole time. So when I say queer, I just basically mean not straight. 
um, not straight, not cis. The hetero cis culture. Um, well, I guess like queer can refer to like gender related things or sexuality related, but I, you know, I'm lumping things all into kind of one thing. Um, so it could be either like a non cis person, there you can be a non cisgender person and be um straight, you can be gay and be cisgender, uh, you can be bi and be cisgender, you know. So, um, I'm not gonna go into describing the whole thing, I've described it multiple times, you know look it up um if you don't know what it is look it up get a refresher um but basically um so uh when it comes to queer content and comparing that to cis straight content it's been proven that a cis straight person can do something and a queer person can make a very similar type of video, but the queer person's video will get banned and the straight video will not get banned. So, for example, two... You know, if it's like a a cis-straight couple, man-woman, sitting there in their bedroom and talking about some brand of lingerie, trying it on, Um, wearing it. Like, they're fully clothed the whole time, wearing some kind of lingerie that's not, like, exposing any kind of, like, body parts. No breasts, no nipples, no cracks, no cleavage, no nothing. Um, It won't get, it might not get banned. It probably won't get banned. Um, it's almost like bathing suits. Like, it's not really going to get banned. But you put two lesbians in a room and have them talking about lingerie for lesbian, you know, say it's a topic that's, like, addressing lesbian bed death with lingerie options or something along those lines. I don't know. Let's say that's a video title. That video is likely going to be demonetized. Um, it's likely you know, gonna get basically the the restrictions placed on it by YouTube will be specifically different for the queer couple than it would be for the straight couple. Um now that's not equal. And this happens even with the same products. Now what is the difference, you know? Um because, you know, I mean, I've, I've talked about this before, that, you know, queer culture is definitely sexualized. Uh, I've talked about it before, how I've even talked about having certain um, people in my life that, you know, were maybe a little too nosy. Now, I don't really mind. I mean, there's certain close friends that I will talk about anything with them like I'm not talking about those people I'm talking about the other people that it's like none of their business and we don't even talk about you know sex lives or anything along that those lines 
And so why all of a sudden are they like asking me that kind of thing? You know, um, just because they find out that I'm not a straight person, now they need to know or want to know or get curious about all these other things. You know, to me that just becomes like a super awkward thing. And especially when it's like very one-sided, like I've definitely noticed with those situations, this is a whole other episode, and I've talked about it before, but I've definitely noticed with those types of situations that those types of people aren't like equally revealing about their lives. They tend to be very one-sided and talk very much like being inquisitive and curious about my life, but they're not like sharing about their life on the same level. And so to me, it just becomes a little too intrusive and I deal with it. Like I'm not, it's not like a big deal, but it's low key, almost a form of harassment, but I kind of, you know, I feel like if I can set boundaries around it, I wouldn't consider it harassment. It becomes harassment when a boundary has been set and then, um, somebody crosses that boundary, but, so, um, but by far, you know, when it comes to sexual content, most of us were raised on straight sexual content, like, all the movies that I saw and shows that I saw growing up with kissing or any kind of make out things or whatever, probably over 90%, over even 95% of the content I've consumed in my life, maybe even more than that, the majority of it is very straight. Um, and there's always a little bit of, you know, the Hollywood, the Hollywood, um, equation of, you know, um, you know, add some, add some sex, add some violence, add some special effects, add a little bit of comedy and, uh, some pretty faces and, you know, you know, it's, (laughs) the movie's going to be a hit or the show's going to be a hit, but, um, I've definitely watched plenty of shows and movies and videos and series um, where there was some type of sexual scene that would occur um, you know with it could be anything as like innocent as hugging or kissing to like people actually having sex scenes and if it's more like Showtime, HBO that kind of thing um, it might be a little more like Cinemax that kind kind of stuff like a little more exposed uh, genitalia and stuff like that, but, um, or into, like, I mean, I think those channels have, like, actual porn, I don't know, I don't know if they do anymore, actually, I don't, I don't know, that was a whole other time in my life, so I don't even know, um, but I know at least at one point in time, in the 90s, they did, so I don't really know what's going on now, maybe they still do, um, I don't have any updates on that, because I haven't checked, but, um, I would say the majority of my life, I never really had, like, all those, like, Cinemax, Skinemax type of things, I mean, I've talked about the ones that I've, that I noticed, um, when I first came across them, 
ages ago, but, um, that was in a whole other episode, um, but, yeah, like, the majority of things that I think the mo- the majority of us have grown up on has been straight sex, straight sexuality, um, and even a person like me who goes out of their way to consume a ton of queer content, still, with the amount that's coming out lately, um, there's not even that much in comparison to the other content that's out there that's not queer content. Like, there's far more straight content than there is queer content. There's just far, far, far more. Um, I mean, the algorithm pushes things for me because it knows what I watch all the time, so the majority of stuff that gets, like, recommended to me is not going to be always, um, the cis-straight stuff because I can't really care less. Like, I'm not really too tuned into it. Um, usually if there's not some kind of cultural factor, either ancient or modern, if there's not some kind of diversity piece to it, I'm probably not going to watch it, in all honesty. Um, if it's, and and it's not because I'm against, I'm not against white content, I'm not against straight content, it's just, I know those stories, I've seen them, like, I don't feel like I need that much more. Um, indoctrination and brainwashing about that culture. Like, I need to learn about other stuff. Um, and I know that maybe, like, social media, Hollywood media, that kind of stuff isn't, like, the best way to learn about diverse cultures and things, but it's a part of it, you know? Um, seeing how people get portrayed. And I'm not saying that the portrayal is always accurate, I think I talked about this before, or with somebody, we were talking about, um, things, you know, it's different when, when a group writes about themselves, um, when a group writes about themselves versus when they write about someone else, um, like another group, like if I was going to make a movie about Japanese Americans, I mean, I could do all the research and everything, and even if I was raised in an area where there were plenty of them, um, I'm still not a Japanese-American, so firsthand, I don't have that experience. Um, when people look at me, they don't see a Japanese-American. Um, but when people see me on paper, they also don't see a black female, a black queer female. That's not what people assume about me either, so that's a whole other, that's a whole other topic of its own, that I've probably spoken about that too, um, but yeah, um, it's not equal, like, the the amount of sexuality that the majority of us have had, you know, if you even want to put the quotes of shoved down our throats, um, usually it's straight content that's getting shoved quite a bit, um, if you think of all the basic channels, um, on television, like, basic without cable or any satellite or anything, um, I don't know what they're even called anymore, I'm the worst person to talk about television, like, don't even, I am no, I am by no means well-versed in television, I don't know a thing about it, I'm, like, so ignorant, like, it's almost like asking me about the newspaper, like, I don't read it, I don't, 
really consume a lot of content from there. Uh, I watched a little bit of the X Games the other day, and since then, I don't think I've watched much other than some basketball games when the Lakers started doing better, and I watched some World Cup soccer. And it's not even every day or every weekend or even once a week that I watch TV. And when I do watch, it's usually sports. And then usually whenever there's commercials, I usually turn the sound off or uh, try my best to ignore it because I hate commercials so much. Commercials are definitely brainwashing in case in case you don't know that it is. Um, um, a lot of media is brainwashing, but, um, yeah, I think I'm maybe getting a little off topic, but basically I'm just trying to play with the idea, uh, that there's a certain form of censorship that is discriminatory. Um, when you see it with races, you definitely notice you're like, Ooh, like that, that doesn't really feel right. Thinking that, you know, black people's content isn't going to be you know pushed as much as a white person's content like that doesn't even seem like something that an algorithm would pick up but it does it picks it up it knows um somebody's writing this code somebody's writing it in so that it purposely does that and that's where the bigger problems are coming in is that the people who are working um in those positions for these platforms are the ones who are deciding what we can and cannot see and I mean, I'm not even talking about kids or anybody under 18 or someone with a specific religious viewpoint or whatever. I'm talking about, you know, the people who consume all the other stuff anyways. You know, if you're going to be on the HBO and Showtime and watching all those kind of shows anyways, I mean, it's kind of like you're already seeing sex and violence and all that stuff anyways. So for it to be um very homogenous uh for most of our lives it's a problem because people get used to seeing certain stuff and then they don't get exposure to other things um and because they don't get exposure to it they're a little weirded out by it um, I mean, you know, I know a lot of, this isn't really about race, but it's easier just to use race, because I feel like that's something that most people would say, you know, I believe in equality and equality of races. Most, I think most people would say that. We all have our prejudices. I have mine. We all have our own. Um... I try not to let my prejudices get in the way of how I treat people. I try to challenge them. Some of them I don't even notice. But a lot of my prejudices come from the first-hand experiences I've had in my life with certain types of people. I can't help that, you know, I think a certain way or feel a certain way around certain people, especially when they're doing certain things are saying or acting certain ways you know I'm pretty sensitive to it because I'm like whoa like that's not okay you know but to them they don't have to think about that kind of stuff 
because to them it's okay they can get away with it in their social groups when there's nobody who's like me they can do and say those things and so I get it like and you know there's a learning curve with it and you know I'm pretty patient like I'm not gonna write somebody off for using derogatory terms and things like that like um especially if they're not like cussing me out and like saying it directly at me I'm like okay like yeah it's not like it doesn't feel good to hear but at the same time it's like whatever like they weren't like calling me that and then you know I think when people kind of just aren't doing it all the time like I wouldn't feel comfortable if I was around someone who was a non-black person who was always using the n-word like that would be weird you know like that's strange you know um like I don't even really like it when black people say it but you know people are gonna say what they're gonna say right um it doesn't really mean that they're like a bad person or I shouldn't be around them just because they use certain language or terminology, but I think at a certain point it's kind of worth a conversation. Like, if it is bothering me, I will, if it keeps going on, it'll be a conversation that I'll be willing to bring up, um, just to at least let somebody know how I feel about it, but, um, like, I'm not even really talking about about race like um you know I feel like people can understand if I'm talking about race when it starts to be like topics about sexuality you know I think people are so uh, it's such a loaded thing that many people you know get a little like automatically like uh, about certain things like uh, you know <laughs> and it's like I mean, I don't know. I don't know if straight people... I mean, I don't. I just don't know because I'm not one. So there's certain things I just don't know. So, um... I would be curious to know if... Um, if straight people are yeah I'd want to know if straight people are kind of like Like, kind of what they think about some of these topics. Like, Caucasian, cis, white, straight people. Um, Because I'm not any of those. Uh, You know, I... You know, so I just wonder. Because I've always been, like, the other type of person. Another... On, on multiple different levels, I've always been like the other, like. So I always wondered what it would be like to be of the majority culture, having my own culture and people who look like me, being publicized and visible. You know, I look around and everyone in the classroom looks like me, and I look at TV and everybody looks like me, and all the movies are about my culture and all the movies and all the stuff that I read and all the books I have in class 
is specifically about my culture and you know uh everybody doesn't like assume certain things about me as I go through the world um versus when you're not any of those things um you know you can get to a point where nothing looks like you and nothing represents you you know fully the majority of your life you know and that's pretty much how my life has gone is like like I'm not like sad about it um but that's definitely how my my life has gone like I've had you know not a lot of people around me who look like me um who think like me a lot of that you know and it's fine but also I've always had to challenge things and I feel like sometimes when someone is part of a majority culture in any way you know they don't have to think things through on certain levels about certain stuff like they just don't have to think about it like I think when it comes to cis straight people when it comes to sexual content they don't have to think about it um because their sexual content represents their lifestyles and usually it's quite a vanilla lifestyle there's kind of this whole scenario that everybody's supposed to follow these rules of dating at a certain age and getting engaged at a certain age and getting married and having kids and all that um it's supposed to flow in certain age ranges in a certain way and it's supposed to look a certain way and come out a certain way um when you're a queer person you know your life doesn't look like that you know you're probably not dating at the same ages that the straight people are dating at because you know the majority of queer people don't always live in the safest of environments where they can date at school or date at church or date anywhere in their neighborhood or whatever or have the freedom to even leave town and go find go to the gay area of town if they don't already live there and go go to the center and like meet other people even in high school that are like their own age range like you don't usually have that and so it's not uncommon for queer people to start dating more queer people or whatever their preference may be to be dating them when they're older like out of their parents house or have more independence financially so that if you know the poop hits the fan you know you're not left homeless or stranded or kicked out or disowned you know so it's kind of like you have to think about things like oh is it even safe to date this person how much is this worth the risk how in love am I like if I'm not really in love I'm not gonna put my my safety on the line you know for this person you know there's not a whole lot of room for like flexibility if you're like 16 years old you know um when you start getting a little older it's more common to be able to kind of experiment with more things with more people but um again it's not the same like you're not in your you know maybe age like 18 to like 25 or so trying to find the one to marry like you're barely starting to date and dating for queer people doesn't even look the same as it does for straight people so it's kind of I mean if you just take early dating 
as a thing, you know, it's really hard to even explain, but, um, I'm not even going to go past and, like, explain the whole thing, but, you know, it's, you know, when you have to live your life thinking about so many different things, I think it, there is a difference, you know, to, you know, like, queer people are very aware of their queerness, you know, um, I'm very aware of, like, I code switch, like, nobody's business, like, I can, I I don't think I appear like a very straight person, but I can definitely, like, I keep my, um, maybe sexual opinions and things, I tend to keep it to myself for the most part, like, when I'm with certain people, I'll joke around about dumb, like, sex jokes about whatever, but, you know, usually I'm not making those kind of jokes, um, and when I am, I know it's gonna be well-received, I'm not gonna be, like, offending some stranger, um, you know, you know how to act, you know, if I'm in the women's room, I know how to act, if I'm in the women's fitting room, I know how to act, like, there's certain stuff where you're like, I'm just not gonna draw attention to myself, I'm gonna take off my hat so people see that I'm not a man, you know, it's like, there's certain little things that you just know to do, just because you don't want to alarm anybody, (laughs) you know, who might not understand that I'm just here to pee, you know, like, I'm not trying to, like, do anything crazy, but, um, there's discrimination all over the place, you know, um, and, I do think that's part of it, Um, you know, queer people consuming content online compared to non-queer people consuming that same content, we look at it differently, we see it differently, different things hit us differently. Um, We can all sit down and watch plenty of straight shows and straight movies with all the kissing scenes and all that kind of stuff, not think or say a thing about it, but gay people tend to be, even when we're out, we're closeted you know, we're not out in every environment 100% all the time, all of us, um, if we all were, then it would be obvious that there are way more gay people than it even might seem like, but, um, you know, the world appears quite straight, when you're just walking through it, it tends to appear quite straight, And so I do understand how maybe when there's non-straight content, it seems so rare to people who are not straight, I mean, who are straight, it seems rare to them to see non-straight content, because in their lives, it's a very rare thing. Um, Unless there's some kind of fetish or interest or curiosity, they're probably not searching for it. It's probably not getting you know, like, unless, I think it's different when, when straight people have queer friends and family, those people tend to know a lot, I feel like all the other people who don't, they don't know much of anything, um, unless they've studied or whatever, like, on their own, but, um, I just feel like the bias factor really comes up when it comes to media, a lot of people don't realize how brainwashed we are by media in the first place, And so just seeing something, you know, triggers an emotion um, in someone. Um, Just hearing certain music in a certain movie 
you know how to feel, you know. You know if it's a mysterious scene, if it's a horror scene, if it's supposed to be funny. I mean, if you've if you've ever watched a movie where the soundtrack is kind of off, like what was that? There was a movie I watched it that like had all these violent scenes where they were playing all these like upbeat kind of like fun songs in the middle of it and it's like it almost made the killing look like it was like not fun that's not the right word but it's like they kind of gave it like a, a a feeling of like oh it wasn't like so heavy heavily weighted just because you know the music was funny like it would be like fun music you know and so you kind of felt a little like fun about it and like a little bit of laughter even though everyone's getting murdered but i mean things like that like the music alone in a, in a show or movie can kind of tell you how to feel and so that's another thing too i think a lot of people don't notice that they might have a bias for certain things and it's okay like if you don't have to watch like gay content like that's not what i'm even saying i'm not saying people have to watch it I'm just saying I don't think it's right that it's not treated equally when people aren't doing anything against the rules. Like, I understand you can't be, like, exposing yourself all over the internet. Like, if you want to do that, there's places to go do it. You can't just do it, like, just, like, whipping things out all over the place. Like, that's not... Like, I'd understand, okay, yeah, that's going to get banned. Like, nobody, you know, people don't want their kids seeing that. Like, it's not, you know not everybody is like interested in seeing those things so they do kind of keep it at a certain level of like you know for the more conservative approach I would say but I don't think the conservative approach needs to really take a cultural line and start altering what people can see culturally I consider, you know, um, if someone's not a cisgender person or if they're not a straight person, it's diversity of culture. That's what I see it as. It's culture. It's, you know, this person just happens to be this way, just like I just happen to be a black person. You know, it's a cultural factor. Like, it's not some other thing. Um, and I think if people agree that, like, black people should be treated just like the white people, then I think, you know, it makes sense that, you know, the queer people should be treated like the straight people. Like, I don't understand, like, why it's different. Um, like, I do understand to some extent, like, um, but I just don't understand why it's different. Um when it's not breaking the rules of any platforms i don't really see how they can justify banning and demonetizing and just it's discrimination um so some of the things they mention and i would if you're interested in the video i put the timestamp specifically so that you can see the timestamp so if you don't want to see the whole other parts of the video you know you can check out the other you you don't have to check out all the other stuff um, and I understand people have their different levels of comfort with sexuality. I mean, I was raised in an ultra religious community, so it's like obviously the first thing that you don't communicate about is sexuality because you're conservative, right? It's like there's certain things in conservative, really strict cultures that 
tend to be taboos. There's usually like some kind of taboo food. There's usually some kind of gender taboo related things where men don't do certain things and women don't do certain things. And there's certainly like sexuality taboos where there's certain types of sex that you're not supposed to be doing. And I'm not talking about like non-consensual things like something underage or something with kids or something with animals or some weird ass like creepy thing like that like I'm not talking about like some kind of molestation or you know sexual things with people who can't consent or with beings of some sort that can't really speak for themselves like I'm talking about consenting adults there's no impairments involved just two average consenting adults like let's not add too many other variables and make it more complex than it needs to be I'm just talking two consenting adult people where there's no weird power dynamics nothing um you know that's mostly what I'm talking about but so some of the things that were mentioned in the video um, in case you don't watch it, I'm going to go through some of those things. Um, so AMP was mentioning um, that they got video footage of someone describing why certain of their content got either taken down or demonetized. And they had video proof of someone who was in charge of the reviewing process. That person stated that it's because of the gays in the content like and they were trying to get clarification it's like just because the content itself was gay is why it was being restricted that to me is almost like saying just because the content's black they're gonna restrict it like that makes no sense to me you know just because there are gay people in it like they're not talking about an action they're not talking about anything just there's gay people there because there's gays in it that's a restriction um so Ashley Gavin and I'm gonna put this all in the notes so Ashley Gavin had a point that the reviewer you know the people who are reviewers who are going through the content saying thumbs up thumbs down um those reviewers have a form of an internal bias now the internal bias is similar to the a lot of the stuff I was just speaking about so I'm not going to repeat it all because it was very lengthy but just kind of how we were raised to see like we all were exposed to you know cis straight content growing up you know um we were all, you know, that's kind of considered like the cultural norm in the majority of cultures to see cis straight content. Um, so we all are biased in that way that we usually are used to that. Um, and it hasn't been until the millennial generation, really, that there was a lot of mainstream queer stuff out there. Um, I mean, Netflix has series, like there's a lot of series and stuff out there, but up until you know, my lifetime, there wasn't really, like, a section where you could go and, like, click on something that happened to have a whole list of, like, LGBT stuff you could just watch, you know, um, 
like Netflix is an easy example. Like there's a lot of categories um, on Netflix of types of content you can watch. So things like that. Um, there's definitely an internal bias. Um, we're definitely used to seeing certain things. Reviewers and non-reviewers alike. Anyone who consumes any form of content, you watch something, you're reading stuff, you're, you know, going to plays, whatever it may be, you're consuming content of a certain kind. And the majority of it is cis-straight content. Like, um, now there are queers everywhere. We're all over the dang place. But the content isn't always pushing or talking about any type of queer topic. <clears throat> um, and I think for that reason, it goes into the next topic where they start talking about that certain things feel more sexual uh, versus a straight person. Um, so Ashley Gavin gives the example of, you know, if she makes a sexual joke as a comedian on stage um, um, versus, um, um, a male, a straight male comedian making the same type of sexual joke about a woman or whatever, it's taken differently, um, due to media norms, due to internal biases, you know, people, uh, when it is sexual content, people basically there's input, there's a processing sex, sex, section before there's like an opinion, right? Um, so you consume something, it goes into your mind, something in there is like processing what's going on, and then you form an opinion of it. It's all instantaneous. And so, unless you make it so it's not instantaneous, I mean, you can challenge anything at any time. Um, and that's the beauty of it. Like, you know, we can grow and we can expand our minds. We don't have to stay stuck in these, like, ancient, unhelpful ways of thinking, you know. Um, just because somebody in a Bible said it however many thousands of years ago, it's like, it doesn't necessarily mean that that applies to the way I have to live my life today. I mean, there's plenty of stuff in those ancient texts, not just the Bible, but religions and other types of ways of believing that, you know, most people can agree that there's some outdated information, you know, um, people aren't, like, killing their babies and doing all kinds of, like, weird stuff because of some other thing. You know, there's certain things where we're like, okay, that's maybe wrong to do, you know, um, or wrong to think. You know, there's definitely some revised thinking as time goes on. You know, that's normal. The human mind should expand. It shouldn't have to stay trapped, but... I'm not saying that tradition isn't important. I'm not saying that beliefs and faith aren't important. But I do think there's a difference between belief, faith, tradition, and prejudice and discrimination. And I think a lot of times people are afraid to 
go against maybe what they were brought up thinking or you know they're they're afraid to challenge traditional beliefs because they think well I can't challenge this one thing you know even though I genuinely don't think um you know like that's very common you know with the Christian church you know for people to be like well I have to support that there's hatred towards queer people I mean there was a point in time when it was illegal for black and white people to marry each other I mean come on guys we've moved on you know there's a lot of things where people were interpreting certain stuff like being unequally yoked people assumed that that had to do with you know race you can't be unequally yoked you can't have two different races of people marrying each other it has nothing to do with anything if if you know about yokes and oxen and farming which is not a specialty of mine by any means but usually what happens if you would yoke an animal you would have you've seen it it's those like wooden things that they would put two animals kind of combine them together so that their heads were like pretty much around the same like neck like their necks were kind of like neck and neck um something that would be equally yoked would be like the same size same speed of animal attached to the other animal that means that the work would be getting done similarly if they're plowing that's going to be very evenly plowed um now you can also yoke a weaker animal to a strong animal or maybe like a a less um less trained less educated less experienced animal that you want to learn the skills that an older animal knows you can yoke a young oxen with an older one and the young one will learn what to do by following the older one because they're yoked they're stuck together that would be an unequal yoke because they're two different animals uh two different like uh quality of work is going to be done by these two different animals and that's what yoking is about it's not about races um but of course a lot of the people who talked about these things in a lot of american christian history um don't really know jewish culture and don't really know the origins of a lot of the things in the bible and so they were looking at it from american perspectives and kind of pushing political views um based on that and to think that people don't still do that today would be a very ignorant thing to think um people do still do it today um they still do it with race even uh definitely with sexuality and so when it comes to queer people and straight people they're not treated equally by the church they're not treated equally in society um they're not treated equally in the media they're not treated equally even on youtube um they're not treated equally by the algorithms they're not treated equally by the reviewers um who go through and actually watch and read content um so 
yeah, when it comes to biases and norms, um, that's kind of what we see. I think most of us can agree that we weren't raised maybe like consuming majority of queer con of queer content. That's not how most people were were brought up. Brienne Williamson mentioned that she and I've seen some of these videos where she had some shorts that she posted um called Gay Girl Tip. Gay Girl Tip. She'd be like Gay Girl Tip number 132 or whatever. And then she'd be like, don't wear, you know, this type of nail polish or this length of nails or whatever. It would be like quirky kind of like um, stereotypical queer types of fun topics that she would just make a short thing about how to maybe stand out if you're queer or not stand out or whatever. Um, she said she posted nearly 200 vid- 250 videos and at some point... Um, she could no longer use the hashtag gay girl tip. Now it wasn't always, um, I've seen a lot of them, but maybe not all of them. And I was wondering why actually I hadn't seen them in a while. Um, cause they used to come up in my recommendations all the time and then they just disappeared. Um, so with gay girl tip, um, it wasn't always like, extra sexual stuff but she was actually able to put out the tips at a certain point and use that hashtag to a certain extent and then all of a sudden it wasn't okay so what changed it's not like she made one video that was like suddenly like alarming like she was consistently posting those and then they got taken you know so she can't even use the the hashtag anymore to promote her things. Um, what is wrong with the hashtag gay girl tip? What is wrong with that? Like, if you're giving tips, what is wrong with it? What's wrong with it? You know? Um, now, I'd understand if somebody was like, you need to age restrict this. I mean, I don't know why. I mean, unless it's like sexual content for 18 and older, I don't really see why just being gay needs to be censored, but. Um, I don't know. Uh, Apparently it's an issue. Um, so we already talked about this, that, um, you know, I think Amp and Mr. Christopher were saying that there was, um, some difference between queer and straight creators when it was the same topics and same ideas. So they gave the example that there can be a straight couple showing on putting on underwear but when it's a gay male couple putting on like not putting on like they're not going from nude to like putting on underwear but if they're like maybe modeling or like showing off lingerie as a straight couple versus like you know a queer couple put like showing like certain brands of underwear or like harnesses or things like that and then that stuff gets banned and it's like to me it's like Okay, I was raised in such a conservative environment where I'm just, like, not fully understanding, like, how, how, because the the thing is, the way that I see it, like, the way I was raised, and I don't believe this way anymore at all, but the way I was raised was to be very cautious about sexuality, so with the culture I was raised in, 
Neither the lingerie with the straights nor the queer underwear or harnesses would be something that would be okay for that religion to be watching. It wouldn't be, like, acceptable. Um, So for me, maybe because I was raised with it all being equally not okay. Well, not, it wasn't equally not, no, that's wrong. Like, definitely I was taught that the queer content was worse to consume than straight content but overall if it's sexuality it's still not going to be acceptable to be like watching that kind of stuff um um so channels get suppressed they did talk at one point about a class action lawsuit but i don't remember where that came up at um they talked about sex uh straight culture not being as sexualized as queer culture so the loading of that is a little bit taken a little bit differently um just because um I feel like like I mentioned you know like queer culture gets sexualized easily um I mean, the best example I have, honestly, is just those personal examples I talked about before where, you know, like maybe if somebody didn't know I was not a straight person and then they learned later on that I, uh, like if they didn't know at first and then they learned later on that I'm a queer person, then maybe, um... Um, then they're going to start asking me all kinds of strange questions sometimes. Like, the things I've heard people say, uh, that are, like, if you, if you take the roles, if you reverse it, it's just weird. Like, I think a lot of times straight people, maybe the very curious ones that don't even know a person well, like, they just want to ask because they're curious, um... But it's weird sometimes, like especially if you don't know a person. Like I've literally met people, um, and the same day, you know, they were like, you know, um, well, I met them once while they were way under the influence. So the second time when I met them, I don't know if they remember me meeting them before, but I went over to talk to them because I recognized them from a few weeks before. And this person, you know, after, like, a couple sentences of me just being like, hey, how are you doing? Kind of like a long time no see, like, you know, just, you know, it was a friend of a friend of a friend, you know. So I was just, all the other people were talking to each other. There's this lady standing over there by herself that I, like, recognize. So I'm like, why don't I just go say hi? You know, like, I, I saw no harm in it. Like, I feel like that's normal. And I go over to say hi to her and just said, like, two sentences, maybe three sentences of just, like, what are you drinking? Just kind of catching up, kind of, with somebody I don't even know. I don't even know her. And she tells me, I'm straight. And I'm like, I know. Like, I assumed because she came in with the guy for the second time, you know. And I don't know if she was, I'm assuming she was saying that because she thought the reason why I was talking to her was for some gay reason the only reason I was talking to her is because I recognized her 
from when she went to the Padres game and my friends uh, and I met up at a bar after that and she came with them. Um, and so that's why I remember her. I it had nothing to do. We were in a gay bar when I saw her the second time and I was not hitting on her. I don't even hit on people. I was just talking like I would have talked to anybody else. I'm not even interested in her. I wasn't interested in her. I wasn't flirting. Nothing. Now, if I, if I, if the roles were reversed, right? If I was the person who had previously gone to a baseball game, come into a bar where there's a bunch of my friends, um, and I meet a friend of a friend that happens to be this straight dude, he comes up to me at that first bar, but, you know, it's kind of plastered that night, and then I meet, three weeks later, I'm at a gay club with my, with my friends, and he comes over and recognizes me and starts talking to me and just says, like, oh, what are you drinking? Or, you know, like, um, oh, like, I really, like, I don't know, are you still listening to this kind of music or like whatever, like, you know, a couple sentences. And if I just said I'm gay, I mean, like, what the, <laughs> like, I can't even imagine saying that to somebody. Like, I can't even imagine if some random straight guy was talking to me and I just automatically was like, I'm gay, like out of nowhere, just unprovoked, just like, oh, I'm gay. Or even if it's not a gay club, like, what if it was a straight club? I don't know. Like, there's no way that scenario would make any sense right so I think sometimes when that's what helps me the most is to take different role different scenarios and kind of reverse them a little bit and then I kind of see the problems and things because I'm like dude if I did that to some dude I'd be a jerk like I can't I can't even imagine assuming some guy is hitting on me after saying two things, if he's not acting flirty and he's just talking to me because he recognizes me from a few weeks ago and I just happen to be standing by myself and so is he. So he politely comes over to just, you know, whatever, just small talk, chit chat over a drink or whatever while all of our other friends are talking to each other. Like, what's the issue? Like, if I don't want to talk to him, I can say something or just walk away. I mean, that's the easiest thing to be like, I'm going to take a lap or whatever and just walk away. Like it's, you don't really need, you know, permission or whatever. But I also wouldn't say that to somebody. Like unless they were being flirty or unless they were like, oh, you want to dance and then they're like grinding on you or something. Like if someone's just casually talking, I I would never assume like, that I need to, like, tell them that I'm gay as a way to deter them from, like, speaking to me, (laughs) you know, like, that is, like, the weirdest freaking thing, um, and I don't know what she was trying to accomplish by that when she said that she was straight to me, like, I assumed that she didn't like me talking to her because she assumed I had some gay agenda where I was just kind of thinking, like, dude, you're in my territory and, you know, like it's not going to be uncommon that people are going to assume that a woman is gay in a gay club but you know 
I um I just don't know like it's weird that's not the only weird thing like even when people you know ask you like really weird stuff about your sex life you know um like I've even I've I've had it happen like right after work before or like even when I go out like for a drink after work you know I there were some people I was trying to get to know at a certain point and you know I guess one of them found out that I wasn't straight and when I started talking you know they started getting really nosy about everybody's dating life and they would always circle back around to talk to me and just like it seemed like they wanted to just like ask me stuff um because they asked me way more questions than they asked everybody else but and more intrusive questions but I mean the scenario you know I'm just like oh yeah I went on this date the other night you know just casually after work over a drink dinner whatever we were doing and then that person who barely knows me was like oh did you guys finger each other or did you scissor it's like what the like what am I supposed to say to that you know what I mean I'm like okay like I mean imagine that you go out if you're a straight couple and you go out with someone or you're a straight person and you you go out with someone, a guy goes out with a woman or a woman, you go out with a guy, you come around your friends after work or someone you're trying to get to know after work and, you know, you're having dinner with a bunch of other coworkers and you tell them that you went on a date and they're like, oh, did you, like, they ask you, like, what kind of sexual thing, if you were doing some kind of specific sexual thing with those people, um it's like whoa did you do it missionary or doggy it's like what like I don't even know you (laughs) like what's your name again but it's kind of like you can see how that's weird right I think most people can see how that's inappropriate (laughs) you know but it's like you know I think a lot of times when people know that a person is not straight the first thing that comes to their mind is all the possible sexual stuff that goes on in their life And so that's the only thing they can think about. They can't think about, hey, this person works and goes to school and goes to the gym and does other things that aren't about having sex with other gays. Has a whole life where they're productive and functioning and balanced. I mean, of course, they're going to be like sex addicts out there and all kinds of people doing stuff like that. You know, they exist, straight or gay, whatever. But... Yeah, I just think it's it's just super weird. Um, like, when people start, like, thinking about, okay, if I reverse this, I can kind of see how that would maybe not be okay, you know? Um, like, it's not, like, a normal way to treat somebody, getting, like, all up in their business about their sex life when you don't even know them. It's like, like, you know... Like, some people are really open to talking about that kind of stuff, too. But I do think that queer people in general, like, people either really want to talk about it or they really don't want to talk about it. Um, But there's definitely a lot of taboo around the culture, um, a lot of misunderstanding. Like, the part that I never understood 
and this will be my last point because this is getting lengthy, but the part that I never fully understood just on a social level in my personal life isn't so much when people don't understand every little thing. Like, that's not a problem. But I get a little confused when it's like, you know, people can't really wrap their heads around like that we're people like that we live like normal lives um I don't know how come sometimes people think all of a sudden once they learn that somebody's not straight you know they have all these weird you know notions about what kind of strange perversions um like perversions in a negative way you know just like assuming that people are doing immoral weird stuff um and it's not the same thing like you know like abusive people molesters pedophiles rapists those types of people that doesn't really have anything to do with queer culture um i think in general honestly queer people their sexuality is way more subdued because they know better than to get themselves into a situation you know as a minority any minority knows their place of how to be where to be how you need to be to keep yourself out of trouble it's a survival game like if you don't know if you don't know how to do that you're not going to last very long in in or be able to like easily adapt in society um or to a new neighborhood or whatever. Like, you learn the rules real quick for your kind. And so, you know, I I don't know. I think I have a whole lot of questions. I don't really have a whole lot of answers. But I have a whole lot of questions for why, you know, um, queer sexuality is considered so negative. Um... And I feel like it's weird, because I feel like, yeah, people talk about it in religions a lot, and yeah, it's in a lot of religious texts, but it's not, like, the majority of what's in religious texts. Like, the texts talk about so much other stuff, so why would the couple sex-related things in there that happen to do with some kind of queer-related thing that's usually taken out of context anyways, but you know, why would people focus on that? You know, to me, that just gets weird, because I'm like, when I even think about the Bible, it doesn't mention any type of, um, I don't know, it's such a controversial topic, and I don't really want to get into it, but basically, you know, the parts that are mentioned in Leviticus, um, like, if you see the word homosexuality in the first place, that is a more modern word that is not an ancient term so whatever the word was that was used that was transferred to say the term homosexuality is not what we call homosexuality it was another thing that was happening at those ancient time periods that could have been either like an act of worship or a cultural lifestyle that was kind of based in just non-jewish um, belief systems, um, 
with the hedonism and things like that, where people would sometimes maybe have practices of doing what you want to do. Just, you know, the Bible's big on like, you know, denying the flesh, you know, denying anything natural versus, and we all know how that goes. That that doesn't work. It's another extreme viewpoint to uh, avoid anything, you know, that you naturally need. Like, just because a book told you to do it, I mean, it's it's kind of weird. Like, I'm not going to lie. It's kind of weird. But, I mean, and people will torture themselves over this type of stuff, you know? And it's like, I wonder, you know, what it is about those few sentences that has such a hold on people. Like, there's not that much in the Bible about it. Like, I don't even think there's anything in the Bible about masturbation. Like, it's not even, like, a popular topic that comes up over and over again. Like, people take things like um, conversations around lust or adultery or, um, like, I guess when Onan, I think it was Onan, right? He spilled his seed and didn't, you know, ejaculate inside of the other person. So that, you know, people take that to mean you shouldn't waste semen. I mean, not all of us have semen. So I don't even know where we're going with this. But it's like, you know, we've all heard those beliefs. You know, we're raised with these beliefs. Um, And it's just interesting to me how gripping those few sentences have. I mean, if you take into consideration the amount of times love is mentioned compared to adultery or something that's not heterosexual type of sex like there's hardly anything at all in there like the bible's gigantic and hardly any of that any of that stuff is even in there so um i'm kind of trying to take advantage of the fact that this is this video this episode is going to get banned and so i'm trying to put everything in it so that I don't have to make multiple ones because I don't want to get multiple things banned. But I know this one, for a fact, is going to get demonetized. But I... I don't know. I would I would always encourage people to ask a lot of questions. I don't think there's anything wrong with it. Um, I'm starting to believe this... I don't know. People are going to have a problem with this one. But I'm starting to believe that if I'm too comfortable with a thought process and if someone else can be hurt by it then I definitely need to do some deep diving soul searching on it um I don't think a lot of people think that way I think a lot of people like to be set in their ideas and don't want to challenge things and it's a problem you know it's it's discomfort for them they don't like to be like not knowing where their beliefs and opinions lie. Um, I think it's good to get uncomfortable with maybe anything that has to do with culture. Culture evolves. Um, There's definitely traditions and things for sure, but culture evolves. Uh, Humans evolve. Um, I'm not talking about like evolution versus creation. I'm just saying, you know, like... There was a certain point we were, you know, using sticks and and rocks for things. And, you know, 
wouldn't we say that technology has advanced since then? You know, like, um, we're able to do more stuff as humans now that we weren't able to do before because of technology. Um, it helps us to evolve. Um, but I do think we still have our human brains. We're still born with it. Um, I think it takes a while for our brains to maybe catch up with what's going on in society. Um, but there's definitely more of a push for equality lately, especially since the Rona, since all this type of stuff has been exposed with different, you know, things with like Black Lives Matter and all these different types of things of injustices being exposed. I think, you know, a lot of times people might need to look at this stuff these reviewers might need to look at their internal biases. You know, people who are, you know, in charge of these platforms need to look at who's, you know, in charge of these different algorithms, who's in charge of, you know, the systems that weed out this person versus that person. Somebody wrote it purposely that way so that if someone like me versus someone like this other person post something you know it's going to get viewed differently based on my demographic not only that that's not the only factor but it's definitely a factor it shouldn't have to be that way they shouldn't be discriminate it's discrimination if you're taking cultural factors and sifting out based on a cultural factor they're not sifting out based on legal issues they're not sifting out based on you know um, anything other than the fact that, you know, if something is gay versus if it's not gay. Um, and they've proven it because there's straight people who can go out there and do the same thing and nothing happens to their content. Um, same thing with the racial stuff. Um, but somebody's allowing this to keep going on. Um... I would say that a lot of these companies, these platforms need to take accountability and potentially consider who they're hiring. Um, I mean, if they're hiring people who, who are censoring content, I don't know if I like that. That's not okay. Um, platforms can have rules and regulations but I don't think they should censor based on cultural variables um, I know sexuality is a, a bit of a taboo controversial topic but I think if a straight person can post it then a gay person can post it it doesn't make it any it shouldn't have to be considered differently just because it's a gay person and if a straight person is allowed to post it like why are they allowed to post it why aren't they getting banned um same with the racial stuff you know i'd like to know um when people brush it under the table because they can um programmers have a lot of power that's basically what it is and you know we get manipulated at every angle you know if you're of a minority group, you're definitely getting manipulated by the system on so many different levels. Um, but it gets to a point where, you know, this is people's money. They're playing with people's ability to make money, basically 
if you're a minority of different types, your ability to make money on these platforms is not equal to the ability of other groups, majority groups, majority cultures to make money. And it's very obvious. And um, it's not okay. Um, But um, it's probably going to continue, honestly, until, you know, some of these class class action lawsuits uh, come to the forefront. Um, But yeah, I was going to end this ages ago. It's almost 90 minutes, but hopefully you enjoy because this is a it's a longer one. I didn't want to split it into three segments and have three demonetized episodes, so sorry for the length, but hopefully it's worth it. Um, all right, thanks for listening.